0: Welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. We're so glad that you have chosen to join us once again. Today, I'm going back to my Southern Baptist roots and my seminary training. And we're going to talk about what is your version Your vision, your idea, your definition of sin. I know when I got to seminary, we had a course called Basic Christian Doctrine, and you took it usually in your first year, and we dealt with questions like, who is God? What is mankind or humankind? what is sin, who is Jesus, what is redemption, and what is heaven. Um, And we had to study those kind of things, read many people, read scripture, read other writings, and then develop our thoughts on what those things were. So I thought it would be good for us today to look at what is sin, because based on your idea of sin, you then develop the way you approach sin and deal with sin or don't deal with sin. So... um So let's ask that question today to you. What comes to mind? What do you think about when you think about sin? Um, Is sin like an infection um, that you get when you do things that you're not supposed to do and it and it becomes a part of you until you find an anecdote to it an anecdote to it and uh, and make it better is sin more like something that hunts you and entices you and and gets you caught in a trap and and the way to deal with it is to is to learn about that become aware about that so you can avoid that and and figure out how to get released from it when when you get caught in it is sin a mighty force that has personality and tries to gain control of your soul. Is sin a test between good and evil, something you have to avoid if you're going to successfully make the journey with God? Is sin a spiritual thing that is always present and can overcome you and actually rob you from the life that you're supposed to have. What comes to mind when you think about sin? For me, sin is choosing not God. Anytime I choose not God in my physical life, in my emotional life, in my communal life, in my spiritual life, anytime I choose not God. I believe I sin. And my Southern Baptist roots, which I haven't held on to fully in my life, but I have held on to this part, says the wages of sin is death. And to me, that means that when I choose not, God, I choose the path that isn't the path that God wants for me, which leads to abundant life and eternal life. So it leads me towards the opposite of that, which is a meaningless life and death. Um, Death of my spirit. So for me, the answer is choosing God in everything that I do. And yet the scripture makes it very clear I'm not capable of that, that I just can't keep that consistency in my life at all times, that discipline in my life at all times, that constant choice in my life at all times. So I'm going to fall into sin. And um, so to me, it's an educational piece of teaching me what the real choice is between life and death—it's a an antidote thing. In that, what can I do to make up for the the lack of life and the death that I've brought into my world? And. If I have to be 100% perfect to walk with God, then what can I do to restore that relationship when when I have chosen not God? So that's my rambling on what is <laughs> sin. Any thoughts, Aim?
1: Yeah, if you don't mind before... I kind of get into like my feelings about Sin. You before we got on the call, you said that you weren't super excited about this topic, but that you felt like you couldn't not talk about it. Yeah. Like it was just kind of nagging you. And I'm wondering if you can share any insight into why that is. Like why is it nagging? Like why now? Why what brought it up? Do you know? Is it
0: Um, well, I mean, this summer I have chosen f- to leave the the lectionary of preaching on Sundays and because we were going through the 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 whole covid thing and the racial tensions in our country and the political separations in our country I felt like let's just do some good news on Sunday. You know, we've dealt with those other things. Let's just do good news. So I just went through and picked 13 of our favorite passages in the scripture and, Mm -hmm. and I've been preaching on them. So like, I've done like the 23rd Psalm and John three sixteen and yeah. Isaiah 43, which is my favorite. And we've got like the good Samaritan coming up and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. But this, this last week, so I've been preparing it for two weeks and living with it now since Sunday. Um, we dealt with Romans chapters three through six, which is his basic Christian doctrine um, as he presents it at the end of his life to the Romans so that they can build a church. And Mm -hmm. that's where he talks about, you know, um, no one can please God. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, that God shared his love with us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. Um, and and so what shall I say then? Shall I continue to live in sin that God's grace abounds or or shall i shall I go and sin no more? you know, yeah. And so I've been, I've been letting that resonate and boil on the back burner for a couple weeks, as I've been was trying to figure out what to say last Sunday. And, and, you know, I actually listened to my sermon. (laughs) You know, so It struggles with me. The thing I struggle with is there are places in my life that I've given fully to God and I've reaped the benefits of those Mm -hmm. and I enjoy life. Whether things are good or whether things are not good, I respond well, you know, Mm. and I can sing the song, it is well with my soul. You know, and there are things in my life that I still fall into the same traps that I've fallen in since I was conscious that there was a spiritual battle in my life, you know, and I still do those things and give into those things, knowing that they rob life from me from the people I love and from the community that I live in, mm-hmm. you know? So so I guess that's, you know, the the lack of excitement about dealing with this is that if I have any integrity at all, I've got to look at the, the things I'm doing that just rob me of life. And yeah. cheat the people that I love out of the best me, yeah, you know, yeah, and I don't walk around depressed usually, but no, but that's the absolute truth. There's a good third of me that keeps me from saying, I present the best self i I have to this world, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, for me, like the idea of sin is one thing and and we can talk about that, but I think for me, what you're kind of getting at and is always present in me is like the more interesting question isn't what is sin, but why do I keep doing
0: it? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yes. We've had this conversation often, haven't we?
1: Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. I think maybe... Yeah. Maybe some people struggle with determining what isn't in their life. For me, it's always been very clear. Um, Yeah, I continue to do it over and over again, you know, so I think that's the kind of way you're getting at is like, you know, who you could be, if you were free of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, because my scriptures tell me I am free of this. Right. I have been set free. That was the title of the sermon, you know, set free, set free. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm preaching again on it tomorrow night, you know, (laughs) set free. And that's why, I mean, we're starting with, have you ever been in prison and what's that like, you know, or have you ever been caught in a trap, you know, because um, my scripture tells me you are set free
1: yeah 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 i think for me that my feelings around sin are like two i have two one is like sin like bad devil like you're a bad person like the bad things that people did like murder and rape and stealing and cheating and like the evil guys and like the disney movies you know and that those people are bad Um, and i think that's kind of like the we talked about this before kind of like the black and white like good and evil uh, storylines that we were taught as children right and then i think as i've grown up like I've come to realize like oh that's not really all that it's about and that sin is actually way more nuanced and is more on a spectrum and there's more gray than it is black and white and um I know like for me in my early 20s when I learned like uh I don't even know if this is true to be honest but it's been helpful for me that like sin One of the um, origins of the word sin comes from, like, archery, which meant missing the mark. Missing
0: the mark, right? Yes.
1: And that was, like, a really helpful reframing for me yep. around sin, yep. um, and that sin doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that you missed the mark, which made right. way more sense for me, because that's how I was raised. Like, we weren't really punished. I was never grounded. I mean, you guys would send us to our rooms sometimes for mm. five minutes, but... Like, it was always a conversation, you know? Our Mm. missing the mark was always a conversation. You know, if we didn't do well on a test or if we were caught lying or if we hurt like each other, like me and Andrew, physically or emotionally, you know, we were sat down and we had a conversation about why we made that choice, what choice we would make differently, how did it make the other person feel, you know? I mean, I even, I remember like, if I got a bad grade, I would bring it home and you would always say like, okay, well, do you understand the information now? Like it was never like the grade on the top of that test defined who I was. Right. The concern was more like, "Did okay, you missed the mark there. Got it. But did you make the mark now? You know? Yep. Um, And so it was, yeah, it was always all personal development and moving forward. So I think that made more sense for me that like that would be what the Bible was talking about or so many spiritual traditions were talking about. Not like, okay, we've added up all of your actions and you have a lot of sin, so you're in the evil category. But rather you're missing the mark here and you would be happier and the world would be better if you could make the mark. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, So let's use that either as motivation or just information to help guide you in a new direction. Yeah, wow. It's all about just reframing those feelings because like not only reframing sin, but I've heard also like the idea of guilt or regret as being reframed, like also more as like check engine lights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: that, um, I remember actually a minister at camp when i was young doing a sermon about how like guilt isn't like you're not meant to stay in guilt like that's not its function
0: right like god
1: didn't give us guilt to wallow in it like the guilt is a sign that something went wrong that you've done something wrong and that you need to go and fix that you know that you've missed the mark you know and the same with regret i've heard recently that like when you look back on something in your past and you regret it, or you feel kind of cringy about it, that's because you would never do that today. The person you are today, it's just showing growth. Like at that time you did it. Now you would never do it. So you regret having done it. Like you've learned something, you know? So I think, yeah, I think for me, like these, Kind of dark, icky feelings of like sin, regret, shame, um, guilt. Like they're helpful if we can use them as signs and road markers to make different choices. But they're really painful and debilitating if instead we just wallow in them and and become overwhelmed by them.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think you hit the the most important thing to set you free. And it's also, unfortunately, the thing that keeps me lax in what I do. Because um, when you brought your paper home, I didn't let the grade on the top of that paper define who you were.
1: Right.
0: That's what you said. And God doesn't want our sin to define who we are.
1: Yeah.
0: God says, God created the world. And every time God created Genesis, the book of Genesis tells us that God said, It is good. Yeah, You know, and when he created us in our own image, in his own image, we were good. Yeah. God sees us as good. And we've talked about that with our discussion on Romans 40. I mean, Isaiah 43, that, that God sees us as God's own dear child. Yeah. That that's who we are. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Our sin is when we don't behave as God's dear child.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Our sin yeah. is when we don't live up to who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. It doesn't change who we are. It says you're missing the mark.
1: Right. Okay, so you loved us regardless of the grade on top of our paper. I mean, it's true. Maybe that made us soft. Maybe I don't try as hard. Maybe I'm, I mean, I have very little ambition. You know, I'm just not, I mean, I'm ambitious with certain things, but not about like career or money or the things that we're supposed to be ambitious about. And so... You know, maybe that guy is right that maybe you, me coming home with a bad grade, knowing that you were going to love and accept me no matter what, didn't put like a fire under my butt to work harder, you know? But I feel like I would make the same that with my own kid. <laughs> like,
0: yeah.
1: The only option here is like to actually love your child regardless and not allow a number on a paper to define them i think that's a bet worth making you know and it sounds like at least for our family like that's our interpretation of what god is doing for us here you know but i also think that because of that whether that's truth or that's our interpretation that might also be why you and i consistently are frustrated with ourselves for not pushing ourselves further against the places where we've missed the mark
0: right you no know? right because we
1: know that God loves us
0: <laughs> right right and if I didn't know that if I had to get 10 arrows on the bull'seye for God to love me, I would practice all day until my fingers were bleeding. Right. To make sure that tomorrow at noontime when I see God that I can get 10 bullseyes. Right. But I right. don't. I yeah. I know I can get a bullseye and, and I know that I can get probably more than half of them and that and I know that I don't do it on my own, that that somehow I feel God's arms around me as I'm doing my best, yeah. you know, and that God's helping me aim, you know, yeah. and helping yeah. me pull back and and whatever you know but I'm also not working very hard on that third of me that isn't coming close to getting the mark.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: You know, because I know God will love me. Right. You know,
1: right. Which for us in the privilege of the security of feeling loved is kind of a bummer (laughs) because it doesn't (laughs) motivate, you know, Right. But I think for me, I mean maybe I'm just morphing into you, but this is kinda like to me, this is kind of a cushy Bob Hollis answer. But for me it's really all about the relationship. That's what it comes back to. Yeah. Like I would much rather have that relationship with God. I would much rather feel secure in the knowing that on the days when I feel yucky and I don't even pick up the arrows that when God comes in the evening, like I know he's going to sit with me and like nurture me and affirm me and love me, you know? And for me, it's just, yeah, I would prefer that. I would choose that over the motivation every time.
0: You know. Yeah.
1: Like, and
0: yeah,
1: it's just all about that relationship. And for me, that's what it was about when I was a child. It was about my relationship with you. And even now, like, yeah. all these things, the ability to reframe sin and guilt and shame, yeah. the ability to feel inspired to push myself further, that all comes from the loving relationships I have in my life where I'm allowed to be honest and vulnerable about my weaknesses, about who I really am. And it's those relationships that affirm me and motivate me and make me feel human and make me feel normal and make me feel inspired. And yeah, if I couldn't speak those truths of my own shame and guilt and sin out loud to others who I trust and love including God, but also like those around me here physically, I don't think I would be able to do it. You know, I don't think I'd be able to move forward either in a successful or unsuccessful way.
0: Yeah. 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 Although as you were talking, a thought came to me that I haven't had before. And it might help me to get from where I am To where I truly want to be. And that's that. I've always thought. In regards to sin. That it is about the relationship. And that God is going to love me. Whether I get. 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Or 3 out of 10. That God is going to love me. Always doing whatever God can do to help me get more because God wants me to get 10 out of 10, not to prove that I'm worthy of God's love, but so that I am living up to who I am. But the thought that that I had as you were talking, the thought that I didn't even have, it came to me. It came to me was that at some point in time in my walk with God, it stops becoming about me yeah, and what I have to give to God. Yeah. But God wants me to take on God's personality, yeah. the thing that should could motivate me going forward is am I being a representative of God to the people around me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And God is always ready to forgive. I've got that part. I'm pretty good <laughs> right. with mercy. Yeah. You know, you hurt me. I think I'm pretty good at dealing with the hurt and forgiving you about as fast as anyone on this earth does.
1: All right. All you right. That's, I feel a little over the that,
0: top. That's pretty bold, <laughs> uh, you know. But I think if if we're comparing ourselves to other humans, I don't think that's my issue. Yeah. You know? um, But God is also ready to give you God's best. Yeah. All the time. No matter what you're doing. No matter what is happening in God's world, God is always ready to give you God's best. That's where I play my human card. I will usually rise to the occasion of people who need me. I will usually rise to the occasion of people who love me and, and make it clear that they have a need for me. I will slack and not come close to giving the best of who I am, even to people who love me when it seems like they don't need me. Mm -hmm. And I will slack when I don't see an immediate need. And that's not, A good representation of who God is.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But I mean, it's also, we can only do so much,
0: right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the point. Like, God. He doesn't even have to seek out the needs because he's aware of all the needs all the time.
0: Right. Right. So,
1: like, are you really supposed to be able to meet all the needs that come in front of your path no. and also seek out all the needs that don't come into your path? That no.
0: Like because, big ass. Because I'm not God. Right. But that's a thin line.
1: Yeah.
0: Because God is in me.
1: Right. And you are His. Is hands?
0: directing me. And uses me. So I am supposed to be all that I am meant to be. Right. Yeah. And I have already admitted I'm not living up to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: I don't ever until today hold that as the bar that right. I need to reach. I've always let that go because I can't be all things to all people. Right. That's actually something I gave up when I was 25. I thought I was God's gift to the world. Mm-hmm. But I, sh- I gave up too much when I gave that up.
1: Well, yeah. I, I, I,
0: yeah, I am a gift to this world. And I am God's gift to this world. I'm yeah. just not God.
1: Well, that it's so true. Yeah. Like when you said that, like to realize you're not God's gift to this world. That's so true. And like such a helpful moment of maturity, because like when you said that at 25, it was all about you. You're right. not God's gift to this world, you know? Right. But actually, you're right. Like, that could be a new set of realizations now because you are God's gift to this world. Right. But it's all right. about God and the world.
0: Yeah. Right. And
1: we all are God's right. gift to this world. And if we, yeah, don't give that gift, then we're really doing God wrong and ourselves wrong and the world wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how the same yeah. phrasing, you're right, like just, it's a new realization of the same idea.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Which is like my favorite thing about spiritual life. Yeah. It is like, it's ever increasing, ever expanding, like phrases that I've seen my whole life suddenly make sense now. And then yeah. in a year I'll be like, oh, this is what that phrase means. <laughs> yes. And it. I love that. Like, we're never going to run out of things to think about or talk about or meditate on or read about. It's like the topic is just ever-expanding.
0: Right. 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 So at 25, I gave up too much. Yeah. Um, And now I understand. Yeah. So... Now my life should be different.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to be the gift that God wants me to be to this world. Yeah. nice. All right. Well, I feel better at the end of this conversation than I did at the beginning. Well,
1: that must (laughs) be why you had to talk about it.
0: I guess so. (laughs) That's the nagging thought. So so this week, if you beat yourself up constantly because you fall into the traps over and over and over again, let God love you. If you are someone who has become complacent in God's love and you know you're missing out on some of the abundant life that God wants you to have and that others are missing out on the abundant life that God wants you to share, then remember that you are a gift of God's to be shared with this world and that, that can be your challenge every day. What part of the gift does God want me to share today? I've got more than enough to keep me happy for an eternity what is it that i need to share so that god can let other people know that they are loved and they are
1: so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks, see you next time.